Welcome to the Memories of a Moonbird podcast, exploring life one story at a time. Wait a second. It's the end of the year. Why don't we do something fun and actually play the entire theme, and then we'll talk about stuff. Yeah, let's do that. friends, and welcome to the epilogue with Moonbird, my annual wrap-up and look back over the last 12 months. This year, there's a really cool surprise at the end of the episode, so make sure you listen to the end. And don't just skip to the end. Nobody likes a cheater. Come on. A lot of other recaps out there are going to review all the events of this past year. I decided not to do that because if you're listening to this, you just lived through it all, and I don't think people need me to hit replay so soon. In addition, we also referenced most of the world and life-changing events in almost every episode of the show this year. So if you want to hear me talk about those things, feel free to listen to any of the episodes you may have missed or, you know, listen to some others again or, or all of them again and tell your friends and family and, you know, the entirety of the Internet. So instead of reviewing world events, I wanted to actually talk about one of the questions that I asked some of my guests this year and why I think it's actually relevant to this recap. My guests come from a variety of ages and countries and cultures from all over the world. And while I'd love to play back all of their answers, for the sake of time, I'm going to highlight some of the more poignant ones. The question I asked was, what is the purpose of art? I believe that it's to connect people and share different experiences. You don't have to exactly paint something and say that it's oh, like this is what I want to be, or this is what I've created. But I personally believe that it's to share experiences through each other's lives. I think art is the root of creativity. It is the, I mean, because without art, we wouldn't display our creativity. We wouldn't create things that were not before other than in our mind. And without that, we wouldn't have any of the inventions or anything that we have today. So... I think that that art is the root of creativity and innovation. Uh, To connect like something that you see is beautiful or like you were saying, like when your friends say something, like you've been recording their words. It's it's, for me at least, because I used to write a lot when I was young as well. Um, It's like feeling something or being moved by something and seeing the light hit something in a particular way, whatever it is, or the way something sounds or the breath, the air on your face and wanting to share that with someone else, like mm. wanting somebody to feel it the way you do, Yeah, I guess, as a point of connection, because like we said, there's a lot of emptiness and so, you know, like we are as much as we surround ourselves with people or have families or whatever. Ultimately we are walking this alone, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's you in your experience. I think it feeds the soul, I have to say, you know, um, and I guess maybe that's, you know, the entertain and delight. Isn't that the, what they used to say poetry should do is 
entertain and delight. When I was young, my uh, what I had landed on, and I don't necessarily, was to articulate sublime sentiments and document the language, that that was what poetry should do. But yeah, I think to articulate sublime sentiments in such a way that it stirs the soul, that's what I like to see from art. Well, I think it's, it's to transform, it's to lift us, it's to make us think, it's to make us better than we are. The purpose of art is to get people to think about things and enjoy and enjoy the life that they're living. And it's, but I think the purpose about art is really, whether it's a painting or a movie or whatever, it's, it's to open your mind up to different possibilities and just think about stuff, make you feel something. Oh, the purpose of art would be uh, hmm, moving people's emotions, I think, to unravel what's inside and make them think about the things they maybe would never think of in their daily life. In order, those were the voices of Claire Whitney, John Furness, Janet Hirsch-Ettinger, Jacques Fredant, Lois Burwell, Isaac C. Singleton Jr., and Dr. Ksenia Ashastina. The last two quotes come from Andy Robinson and Dr. Sarah McCoyne. Andy, what do you think is the purpose of art? To, to, to make us recognize our humanity. I mean, to, to put a mirror up to nature, to show us ourselves as we are. And, and to help us become better. Sarah, what do you think is the purpose of art? I think it contributes to our humanity. I think it contributes to how it sounds maybe sophomoric, but it's, it makes us kinder, better people. And I'm not exactly 100% sure how that works, but I totally believe that it does do that. I think that... Um, the people that go and support art and watch art and look at art and consider art and value performers and value people making a living and their life's work doing that, when sometimes it's not very well valued by society, I think those people operate by a different barometer sometimes. You know, and they're a little kinder and they're a little more gentle and they're a little more accepting and they're a little more excited about how that does add to their life. I'm not, that's a terrible answer. As I told Sarah then, and I'll repeat it now, that was actually a great answer. And the reason I asked this question beyond the obvious curiosity of wanting to know what different people's answers would be is the fact that art is one of the greatest forms of expression and communication that we have. We've been storytellers since the beginning of our species, and the conversations in the show that this question came from and the conversations that this question led to outside of the show all shared a common theme. It was something that was felt underneath the many hours I spent in front of a microphone and the many more in pre- and post-production. There was, and I think continues to be, a real desire from everyone whose life crossed my periphery for more and better communication worldwide. All of the people I interviewed felt that no matter where we each stand on a particular issue, what's more important is finding a way to heal the divide between us, not first as citizens of our respective countries or as different ethnicities or different genders, but on a very fundamental level as human beings. The one person on the show this year who summarized this best 
was a 74-year-old woman named Walexia Shields Knox. She was one of the people I interviewed for the episode entitled Voices from Black America. When we spoke about how to address racism and how to move forward as a species, she said this. We all want the same things. We want to be loved. We want to be safe. We want to be have jobs. We want to be educated. We want to be acknowledged, respected, you know, and I don't think any one of us can deny any of those. So, you know, those are the things that will hold us together. But the the conversation, Daniel, you, you have to talk. You have to talk. You just, it has to continue in earnest. The conversation must continue in earnest. Those are words you're going to hear me quote probably for the rest of my life because like Walexia, I believe in them wholeheartedly. Whether it's friend to friend, parent to child, company to employee or citizens to their government, if we want to heal the spaces between us and the world at large, the conversations all must continue in earnest. To that end, in 2021, I promise you that the Moonbird conversations will be continuing in earnest. And I thank you in advance for tuning in. As all or most of you know by now, the last thing I do in every episode is my fun game called 299 Philosophical and Life Questions with Moonbird. It's a lot of fun, and it's one of my favorite parts of the show. So I've decided that from now on, in this recap episode, I'm going to replay one of my favorite answers from that game. And this year... It goes to journalist Scott Bowles. Okay, so 111. Ooh, it's a good one. If past lives are real, what was yours? Mine was probably playing bass for a go-nowhere band. (laughs) But you guys were awesome all that. Exactly. Yeah. That I would know we were great. They would know we were great. When we got up there, we know they were great. We were great. And that was all the reward we got. Mm. was the knowledge that we could create something with music. That is a form of language I've always wished I had. And the idea of someone going to a guitar, even if they've never had anything recorded, and being able to play something like that, that's what I would be. Scott, congrats on winning the best answer of the year. I also want to wish you good luck with your band, whose name we both know would probably be something like the Salinger 7, even though you'd only have five band members. And I hope that your debut album is something odd like Rocket Surgery Mysteries at One More Crappy Diner. I'd buy that CD. So how about that surprise? Well, as you know, the name of my show and this entire multimedia adventure is obviously called Memories of a Moonbird. In the very first episode of my podcast, I shared the whole cool story of how this all came to be and what a moonbird actually is because he's a real bird. He's a shorebird, specifically a red knot named B-95. B-95 is the catalog number on a small band on his leg that scientists use to track him and many other birds like him. Many years ago, B-95 was actually nicknamed Moonbird because they discovered that he was not only one of the oldest red knots they'd ever tracked, but that over his lifetime, he'd flown enough miles to go from the Earth to the moon. That's so cool. Jolene nicknamed me Moonbird because I've traveled so many miles in my own life. So what does all this have to do with my big surprise? 
Well, the next episode of the show is my 50th, and in honor of hitting that milestone, woohoo! I'm very, very excited to tell you that I just interviewed the scientist who's not only the very one who put that band on B95, but is known throughout the world as the mother of Moonbird. Her name is Patricia Gonzalez, and she's a biologist and ornithologist from Argentina who's worked in conservation for over 30 years. She was kind enough to zoom in all the way from Patagonia to talk about all things Moonbird, and she's one of the nicest people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. I can't wait for you to hear her stories about Moonbird and what her life has been like working to save these animals. So come join me as we kick off 2021 for my 50th episode, The Mother of Moonbird. We're on holiday for a bit in January, and then the new season starts shortly thereafter. So if you're not already on the email list, head over to memoriesofamoonbird.com forward slash newsletter to sign up now, and you'll be notified as soon as the new episodes are out. As a side note, if you want to get the episodes before the rest of the world, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash moonbird or look for the link in the show notes. And as a patron, you'll get early access to almost all the episodes. Before we head off to go celebrate the new year, I want to say a very special thank you to everyone who was on the show this year. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your stories with me and really enriching my life and I hope many others. And friends and listeners, I want to thank you for being here and supporting the show. I wish you all a very happy and safe new year. And remember, be like the mouse. And if you don't know what that means, go listen to the epilogue from last year. As always, if you want more Moonbird in your life, and hey, 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 who wouldn't? Head on over to memoriesofamoonbird.com or visit me on social media at memoriesofamoonbird. Thank God this year's over, right? Stay safe! Stay safe!